State agent with the Misty Solwich Home Selling Team. Caitlin Clark and the third-ranked Hawkeyes are in action on the road tonight as Iowa visits Northwestern. The Iowa State women host Oklahoma State, looking to snap a two-game losing streak. In the men's game, Missouri Valley Conference action tonight. Northern Iowa is at Bradley. Drake is home for Valpo. The Chiefs continue preparations for Super Bowl 58 against the 49ers in Las Vegas a week from Sunday. DraftKings line has the Chiefs a two-point underdog. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, welcome back. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take you until just before one. Trends plays of the day still to come. Circus Sports sponsor those. David Kaplan, bottom of the hour. That is sponsored by uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa. G-Mig's Fistory Pub. They've got awesome daily specials, both lunch and dinner. Terrific soup. Specialty State Fair Wraps Pasta. And their all-world prime rib Friday night. you got to check that out. Located at 128 Fifth Street in Historic Valley Junction. G-Mig sponsors our friend Adam Emmenecker, who helps us out weekly with the Missouri Valley. He's with us on Wednesday and with the drive, Heather and Sean, on Fridays. Hello, Adam Emmenecker. You've got the Drake game tonight. Do you off tonight? You working? Yes. No, I will be uh, I will be in at the NAP Center tonight. Uh, and finally, a stretch where Drake, you know, you look at uh, have Valparaiso coming in. Valparaiso picked last in the league, kind of at the bottom of the league. So we'll see if there's a bit of a letdown after the, uh, after the big rivalry this weekend. Yeah. But a heck of a win for Drake against you and I. It was. Brad Wells or Larry Morgan, who are you working with tonight? Uh, back with uh, back with Larry Morgan, and I gotcha. tell you what, uh, there are there are. I am grateful for many things, but one of the things I've been really grateful for is, is having that guy kind of as a mentor yeah. and a friend, someone I've worked with on a lot of these games. He's been really good for a really long time. No, he really has, no doubt about that. Uh, Trent will tell you that he was one of the voices of him <laughs> growing up when I moved here in 1989. Yeah. I became very familiar with him very quickly. He did both hoops and football. Take us back to yes. Saturday in the in-state rivalry. Uh, speaking of in-state and uh, Larry's tenure back in the day as the voice of the Hawkeyes, you and I comes to town. It was a game of runs, a 15 nothing run by you and I from the end of the first half into the second. They were up by eight in the second half, and then roaring back the other way came the Bulldogs. Uh, give us a, a feel of the environment and what you saw in ending the game with the big run for the Bulldogs. You know, I, I think, Trent, first and foremost, just to have a sold-out crowd. Like, mm-hmm. that's why these rivalry games are so fun. That's why the in-state rivals are so fun. And as a player, you know, there's just there, – you get that little bit of extra juice, right? And and I think we saw that with Northern Iowa coming on the road and a little bit having the attitude of there's nothing to lose, especially once they heard Bowen Bourne yeah. or once they knew for sure Bowen Bourne wasn't going to be in the lineup and – and hopefully it sounds like he's doing better and, and all set to uh, hopefully play this week. But, you know, I, I think you go in when you're Northern Iowa and you're just thinking in some ways that kind of simplifies the game plan and you know what the expectations are. And I thought Trey Campbell really came out with a good mindset. A lot of Drake's defense was trying to limit Nate Heisey, who's had a really great year. But I thought Trey Campbell came out and really gave his team confidence. Landon Wolf has played really well. For you and I against Drake now the last couple of years but you know even though Drake started a little slow in the second half man it was the Tucker DeVries show mm-hmm. coming down the stretch 29.7 rebounds six assists 
great atmosphere, great crowd. I thought a really good game, all things considered, and probably ended the way a lot of people expected with Drake pulling away, really just in the last five or six minutes. Yeah, I don't know if Panthers wore down or whatever with, without Bourne, but uh, you're right, they did pull away. Where I want to go with you, Adam, is, look, if you'd have told me that Darnell Brody, you know, back when he first started out here, uh, was going to, before his Drake career, and I know he's been there a long time, but he only played three games one year, uh, got hurt, I believe, in the one year, uh, would, would finish his career with north of a thousand points as a bulldog. I'd have bet a lot of money that that would never happen and obviously would have lost. Um, boy, oh boy, he's, he's just, just to watch his development has really been something. Yeah, and, and that's you know one of the cool things we've been able to see with Darren DeBreeze. He's had a lot of stability in his program, right? And so it was the Roman Pens, the DJ Wilkins, the Garrett Sturtzes from a year ago, five years of those as being full-time guys, right? And Darnell Brody, I think, is almost the next iteration of that. And, you know, you come into this year and you know there's going to be more responsibility on his shoulders. And, and sometimes guys can take that one or two ways. Sometimes it becomes maybe a little bit more about them or, you know, they try to do things that they're not really capable of. And then you see a little bit of a regression. But with Darnell Brody, it's just been building block upon mm-hmm. building block upon building block. And he's just he's become much more consistent this year. And his consistency has allowed us to see his skill set come out a little bit more. We've talked about his passing in the past. But, uh, you know, four straight games and double figures. And, you know, even looking back to the NCAA tournament last year, 20.9 rebounds against Miami at his size, he can have an impact on any game. Sometimes that size and speed can be a little bit of a disadvantage. But when Darnell Brody is at his absolute best, man, he gives this team just an added dimension. Adam, you told us a week ago going into the game at most State, you're a little bit concerned, kind of that look-ahead yeah. spot with you and I on deck next. Of course, Indiana State's on deck over the weekend for them, a road trip out to Terre Haute. But this Valpo team, boy, I mean, they're really bad. I mean, yes, yeah, look-ahead, that can happen. This feels like one they can show up, play left-handed, and, every, and they're <laughs> going to win going away. Well, you know, so if you go back to the, the first time these two teams played, you look at the final score, Drake won 83-65, so they win by 18 points. But I think if, if you unpack it a little bit more, that was a close game until Kyron Gibson came in and really gave Drake a spark off the bench. So early in the second half, that was possessions back and forth until Kyron Gibson, really his first game, uh, for the Bulldogs, where he cemented himself in the rotation, ended up with 11 points. Then Valpo loses 10 in a row. But since then, if you go through their last few games, four out of their last five losses in the league have been by single digits. Hmm. So this is a Valpo team picked preseason last in the NBC, new coach in Roger Powell. He's talked about being very explicit in wanting to build with freshmen. So they have Isaiah Stafford, who's a transfer, who's their leading scorer, But other than that, they started four freshmen in their last game, and I think they're starting to form an identity. So to your point, Trent, I think on the surface it looks like, and I think the line was something like 20 and a half in this game to start. Hmm. I think you look at the surface and you think, man, this is going to be a Drake run out. I I would just say, you know, in the words of Lee Corso, not so fast. (laughs) I I don't think this is a game Balco is going to win, especially on the road. But don't be surprised if as we get five, ten minutes into the second half, 
this is still pretty back and forth and competitive. Interesting. Well, we hope that that's the case. We expect that that's the case on Saturday when Indiana State will uh, try and uh, turn the tables on Drake. Drake got him, uh, pulled away to win by, what, I think double digits last time that they played. Swope did not have a good game. Uh, he's been unbelievable since that for the most part. Look ahead for us, Adam. Indiana State, Drake. I'm guessing that you know the winner, obviously, in the driver's seat for the one seed once you get to St. Louis. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and you know, I, I think when you look at one of the things that's interesting about Indiana State, so Indiana State over the weekend played Bradley, and that was honestly one of the best games I've watched this year. That was just back and forth, both those two teams trading punches and playing really, really well. The Indiana State offense is just not what we normally see in the MVC, right? The MVC is usually defense first, kind of grinded out teams that just don't make mistakes. The flow for this Indiana State offense is is just special. It's it's very unique, and it's really fun to watch. And by the way, all their starting five who play most of their minutes, all these guys are going to come back next year, too, or have the opportunity to come back next year. So you look at what Indiana State's doing, and you see kind of a program on the rise under Coach Josh Schertz. But, you know, I I think to what you were saying a minute ago, Ken, so it it was a really tight game in Des Moines. Drake has an opportunity, and then Drake pulled away in the last few minutes. Drake has an opportunity to get a big-time win for their resume going on the road to Indiana State. But as you talk about seeding, when you look at Indiana State's schedule after Drake this coming weekend, they only have one game the rest of the way against a team in the MVC with a winning record in conference. So if you look at Indiana State and their remaining schedule, they definitely are in the driver's seat to get that one seed Drake has Bradley still a couple of times, and you and I as well. So still playing the teams in that top four. Uh, so Indiana State has to feel pretty good about where they are, but you better believe Coach Josh Schertz is going to have that group ready for the revenge match against Drake and Terre Haute. You mentioned that Bradley-Indiana State game. Bradley maybe left for dead earlier this season, had the five-game losing streak, and Brian Wardle, not exactly the cuddliest guy. And Well, Bradley's struggling, I think. That's something that you and I and Drake fans can unite, their dislike of Bradley. But here they are, losing overtime to Indiana State on the road, played really well. Both the Panthers and the Bulldogs have them twice. Unfortunately, I think for a lot of us fans, Bradley feels like they're still going to be part of this mix this year. Yeah, and Bradley Bradley's a, a good team, and and part of the the culture that Brian Wardle creates, which is maybe uh, some, what did you call it, lack of fuzziness? With yeah, <laughs> not, not the cuddliest guy. The cuddliest. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not his persona, and they kind of bring a chip on the shoulder uh-huh. type mindset, and it's it's defense first. And part of what's different about this year's team with their guard play with Duke Dean and Connor Hickman. Their offense has been much, much better than we've seen in years past, much, much more explosive. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a Bradley team. You mentioned the five straight losses. Well, the Indiana State game snapped, I think it was either an eight- or nine-game winning streak for Bradley. So this is a team that is clicking on all cylinders. They're playing really well on both ends. And when you have, when you look at Bradley, what makes them so difficult to play, Brian Wardle prioritizes length. So at any given time, he might have three guys with seven foot plus wingspans on the floor. And it just, it shrinks the floor and makes it much more difficult, uh, to, to run your general offense because balls are getting deflected and people are contesting shots at the rim. And then they'll get out in transition and Connor Hickman and Duke Dean are going to knock down shots. So, uh, this, this is a Bradley team that is, is very, very difficult to play, but between Drake, Indiana State, Bradley, Man, those three teams are sizing up to be someone no one wants to see. 
in any type of tournament action, NCAA, NIT, when we get to March. Yeah, and the Panthers had no favors done by the schedule maker. They get Drake this past Saturday, and tonight they're at Bradley. I wonder what's what's uh, the likelihood that Bourne's going to play in that game. Have you heard anything, Adam? I haven't heard anything. You know, it, it sounds like from from the little that I've heard over the weekend, I think he's in a better spot, but, you know, I, I don't necessarily know what that means. For, for a guy like Bowen Bourne, who is just a – he's a local kid. He's a consummate competitor. For him to miss the Drake U and I game, yeah. you know he's in a tough spot, right? right? Like That isn't just, oh, you know, maybe I'm not feeling it today. That's like a serious thing. So looking forward to seeing him back on the floor. Hopefully tonight's the night for that. So uh, one quick note for you. I'm sure you know the story. I didn't know the background of Josh Schertz outside of him coming up the ranks through the D2 ranks and finally getting this job at Indiana State. Uh, C.J. Moore from The Athletic has an incredible profile. I told Ken about it right before the show. I've been reading through it through the break. He was a tennis prodigy growing up. He dropped out of high school, was living on friends' floors, sleeping on tile floors as a youngster. And here he is today, one of the hottest names in the mid-major. I know you know Josh Schertz as a basketball. Did you know all this background about him? So I've heard little sprinklings, right? Just as he's gotten more integrated in the league, you hear those things, whether it's, you know, watching games on TV or or just hearing some of the background and the backstories. But, I mean, it is a phenomenal story. And and having a guy that has a tennis background and figures out a way to start to rise up in the college basketball ranks, going the Division II route and having, candidly, one of the most dominant stretches in Division II basketball in history with Lincoln Memorial – and now, you know, you never know how that's going to translate when you get to the Division One level because the players you have to recruit are different. We've seen that with coaches over and over and over. When you get to a different league, when you get to a different type of competition and you're recruiting different types of players, how is the system going to work? Well, you know, I, I think we've seen just in a short couple of years that for Josh Schertz, he finds a way not only to get players that fit his system, but to help coach and help his team develop into what he's trying to get them to do offensively and the togetherness of that group even though a lot of those players are new to the program is just really really strong and i think that's a testament to coach shirts not only his basketball acumen but how he gets people to unite as one and really come together in their team concept Mm, fascinating adam have a wonderful week have a good call tonight you'll be with heather and sean on friday i believe uh thank you for doing this as always and look forward to another week in the valley thank you adam emmanek we'll speak with you next wednesday Sounds good. Thanks. Yep. Good to talk to you. Adam Emmenecker as we check in on the Valley Dude this time each and every Wednesday. And look, if you want to get your weekend started right, stop by G Miggs uh, Fifth Street Pub for an awesome breakfast to get it going. Breakfast starts on Saturday mornings at G Miggs at 8 a.m. And you will love everybody. G Miggs, they're located at 128 Fifth Street in historic Valley Junction. Good hit out of Adam Emenecker. Another keyword coming up momentarily. Uh, our friend Troy just sent us a, uh, a video um, along with his tweet. Christian McCaffrey in the Rose Bowl against the Hawks. I'm just not sure you want to open the attachment. No, no, no. That was unbelievable. They had the wrong cleats. Well, uh, Josie Jewell, I mean, he slipped. He I'm did. not sure he makes the play, uh, makes the play <laughs> I don't there. I think it mattered. Because, but yeah, he really did sleep or slip. But boy, oh boy, this 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 kid, he just toyed with them, didn't he? Those twenty two dollar Coors lights were going down fast at the Rose Bowl. Is that, that what day. You, is that what your beer was? I, I forget. It was a lot. <laughs> Left at halftime.
<laughs> not gold, me. Gold, sporting goal of my life to get to a Rose Bowl left at halftime. Well, I'm not surprised by that. that no, nor should you be. That, that fits exactly yeah. what I'd anticipate out of Ken Miller. Yeah. College basketball this week. We talked about... What a weekend, Trent. Carolina getting beat. How about this note from our friend Matt Norlander over at CBS Sports? Top 10 teams against unranked foes. That's okay. upsets you happen see often, right? Yeah, well, we yeah, saw yeah. one last night, Carolina falling to Georgia Tech on the road. And the week before, Carolina knocking yes. off Kentucky. Yes, South Carolina has done it a couple of different times. Over the previous 73 years, top 10 teams beat unranked teams about 73.3% of the time. About three out of four games, they'll win those matchups. The top 10 teams will even on the road. Mm-hmm. This year, 44.9%. Is that it? Coming up with the top 10, we do a top five power ranking mm-hmm. for our show Inside the Numbers. UConn, of course. Come, yep. Purdue. Yep. Houston. Yep. And then? I had Auburn in there last week. They lost uh-huh. two straight. Yep. I had North Carolina. They got beat next uh, last night. <laughs> it's just the depth that feels like there's there from 4 to 24, sure. 4 to 34, yes. 4 to 44. Look, we're seeing 16s knock off ones, 15s yeah. beating twos. We never, rarely saw 15s beat a two. Could this be a year where we see you know, two number one seeds not in the Sweet 16, three number twos not, you know, something yeah. crazy like, yeah. I won't be shocked by I it. I won't either. Because I won't either. Do you trust any of these teams? We're talking about Wisconsin as a top five team. No, we can't be. But you're right. They, uh, I trust UConn. Yes. I don't trust Purdue be- until they show it. I yeah. think they're really good, but I thought they were really good last year. Right. But now those guards are another year older. That'll help. Lauren Smith are another year older. Um, do I trust Carolina? No. Do I trust Duke? Do I trust Kentucky? Do and I Houston, trust- they have that bad night offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shed doesn't Texas, have it going. Texas, if it would have, should have. Absolutely. They came roaring back, took them to overtime, what, Tuesday, Monday? Monday night. We like to look, though, that next tier of teams. We're not going to bet a bunch of favorites. No, we won't. What do you like in that next tier? Aye, 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 aye. Even to make, say, a Final Four. Is there a team in that tier that even... Like I told you the other day, we were talking <sighs> about Duke. I can't get there with the Dukies. That's not a team. Arizona? <sighs> been, I liked Arizona last year. They were Creighton? So, Arizona lost to Princeton last year. Creighton, well, they've never done it before. Mm-hmm. In fact, until a couple years ago, it never even made a Sweet 16. Um, not Dayton. No... I haven't honestly. I have not seen enough of Dayton to make a formed opinion. Maybe take a look at some of those Mountain West teams. How about the number twelve ranked team in the country, the Iowa State Cyclones? <laughs> Just I you mean, get the, if there is a year, right? You can get the Cyclones right now at DraftKings nine to one to make the Final Four. Nine to one. Other teams in that area: Wisconsin also nine to one, BYU eleven to one. No thanks. Florida Atlantic not seeing it this year. Thirteen to one. Michigan State thirteen to one outside of Izzo. And no, and that's why people are betting him because right. of Izzo. Gonzaga? No, not this year. Texas AM's fifteen to one. There's Memphis is sixteen to one after Iowa I State them. is single digits to betting wise four. to make the final four right now. That's they are, remarkable. Yeah. Two, four, six, eight, ten. What's four. Kansas? Kansas is six to one. I don't like them. Duke at plus six fifty. Yeah. Alabama, Marquette, Creighton's eight to one, Baylor's seven to one. Just nothing. I mean, so of the Big Twelve teams, who has who has lower odds than Iowa State? Houston, um, Houston to make the Final Four. Kansas, Kansas. Yep, six to one. Uh, You just said one more. Baylor, Baylor. Yep, Baylor. And then it's Iowa State. 
and then Iowa State. Single digits to make the Final Four, Iowa State, as we turn the calendar to February. Colorado State, 25-1. to 1. Hmm. Again, to make a Final Four, though. Not get to a Sweet 16, or even an Elite Eight. It's a tough one to knock down. Yes, we saw San Diego State do it a year ago, and Florida Atlantic a year ago. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a wild, wild march. They usually are, my friend. Time for another $1,000 swoosh. Head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter the nationwide keyword money. Money at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000 money at KXNO.com. That's this hour's keyword. Murph and Andy have a couple of them. The Drive with Heather and Sean have three more opportunities. Local programming on KXNO right up until 6 o'clock here tonight. We'll take our time out. We'll head to Chicago and catch up with the cap man. He's next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.429. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call one 800 If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renter's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renter's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to Renter'sWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528- Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good. To have Let's head to Chicago, shall we? David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, of course, his YouTube channel does a lot of stuff daily on the YouTube channel, and he joins us. Cap Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Centurion Stone Sponsors, how are you, Cap? I am doing awesome. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. Are you headed to spring training this year? Uh, right now, I am not. They have not told us for sure, but I don't. Think I'm going to go to spring training. So my wife is leaving three weeks from Friday to climb Mount Kilimanjaro in wow. Africa <laughs> Yes, with three of our kids and her sister, and she'll be gone for two weeks. So somebody's got to hold the fort down with our dog, yeah. my grandkids, and all that. So I don't think I'm going. There is a chance I may get out there for three days, but I won't be there for Weeks on end like I used to. Interesting. Will uh, Cody Bellinger be there uh, as far as in Cubs camp? It sure seems like that's his fine. I mean,
mean, he's got to sign somewhere, right, Cap? Tomorrow's February. You said it probably wouldn't happen. You, know, you, you thought sometime in February. Well, we're on the cusp. Uh, Bellinger, a Cub, is it making sense to you? So I did a bunch of homework on this this morning, and without revealing who I spoke to, I could tell you that unless Scott Boris can find somebody to make an offer that forces the Cubs' hand to make a decision, this is going to drag on a little bit because the Cubs are prepared to pay him. The Cubs are prepared to pay him handsomely, but they're not prepared to send him you know, some eight, nine, ten-year deal. They're just not going to do it. And my producer today was saying to me, just bite the bullet and give the kid whatever he wants just to get the deal done. I said, no, that's what happens when you wake up two years from now and go, I got six more years left on this? <laughs> yeah. What are you kidding me? Why would I have done that? And so I think that they're prepared to wait. And then from that point forward, they will say, okay, here's where Cody is at. He's got an offer from whoever. San Francisco is going to get somebody. They've been trying to give their money away for a while, and they've been struggling, whether that was, say, a Suzuki a year ago, whether that was Shohei Otani, Yamamoto, and nobody wants it because people don't want to live in San Francisco. That's the problem. City's in a bad spot, yep. and you have 13%, I think it's 13.5% state tax. Jeez. People will do that for the Dodgers because they'll overpay you enough to make it worth your while. People just don't want to live in San Francisco. So that's why you have a bunch of dudes still sitting out there trying to get bigger deals. I think the Cubs will sign a couple guys on minor league deals and then wait on Cody Bellinger slash Matt Chapman. They're not going to get both. They would prefer Cody because they want a left-handed bat. But I will be surprised if Cody is not a Cub. What about another arm? There's two other big free agent starters still out there, Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell. Any interest in the Cubs' perspective on either of those guys? Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell, I do not see coming to the Cubs because I think the Cubs believe, and I haven't asked this question to Jed Hoyer, but I believe the Cubs think that they are going to have Cade Horton here sooner rather than later. And so why should we give five years at you know 150 or whatever the number is, 125? We've got a guy that... They project, he's the number 30 prospect in the ESPN Kylie McDaniel rankings this morning in all of baseball, not just pitchers, all of baseball. And why should we do that? And then we've got this kid coming up. It's, you always have, you want to have more pitching than less pitching. But are you getting a true young ace? I'm not sure you are. Jordan Montgomery's a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Blake Snell is a good pitcher. Isn't he, I think, 31? So all of a sudden I'm giving him five years and i got to keep paying him till he's 36? Not sure I want to go down that route at the amount of money that he's asking for. So I don't see the Cubs being a factor on those two guys. Al going to go to uh, camp as the closer? Uh, Hector Neris is going to battle okay. for that job as well. They're really thrilled to get him done. They'll have to clear a 40-man roster spot. So I don't know who that's going to be. Is that Mark Leiter Jr.? Is that Michael mm-hmm. Rucker? Watch that name. I could see him being the guy that they have to let go off the 40-man roster. So at some point, they're going to have to bring somebody else up from the minors to pitch. Is that 
Palencia, who came up last year, can he be a guy? He throws a hundred, but he's very erratic with his control. So that is um, the kid they got from Kansas City, Jose Quas last. Yeah, he was better than I thought. Yep, step. yep. Yeah, he was a converted position player. Mm-hmm. So is that the next step for him? We'll find out. But yeah, they feel like they have decent depth. I still think they can be good. I think they're a year away. I really believe that. They're a year away from where you go, okay, here we go. Cade Horton and Matt Shaw and PCA. We'll find out about this kid from the Dodgers that they traded for, Michael Bush. I think he's your opening day first baseman. So, look, they're in a really healthy spot. The difference between the Cubs right now, I think there's way more depth in their system than they ever had under Theo. But under Theo, you you had to win the World Series. That's why they were brought here. Now you've accomplished that goal. You've got your stadium renovated. Now you want to build a sustainable model of success. That's A. B, you don't have a Chris Bryant in your system where you knew whatever happens down the road, we'll see. But for six years, that's our third baseman slash play in the outfield. Uh, Rizzo, when you brought him in, you locked him up on a deal. We know for the next seven years, that's our first base. They don't have those guys in the system yet. They have to prove that. So uh, let's talk a little football. The Chicago, I don't know, Bearhawks or the Sea Bears, or not exactly sure. Shane Waldron, of course, there now as the OC. Uh, they also bring in a running back coach from Seattle and Chad Morton. But you had something up on your YouTube channel about this yesterday, Cap. A lot of people, a lot of the candidates were excited about coaching Caleb Williams. Uh, the Bears showing their cards here. Williams, number one. The I, I cannot believe that you convinced Shane Waldron to take it was not about money with him. Mm-hmm. It was not. He would have gotten big money in any of these cities looking for an OC, and he was a candidate for a lot of them. So the Bears pounce early. They make him a very attractive offer, and then he gets the wide receivers coach to come in. He gets a guy he has ties to as the running backs coach, and they get another guy to come in as the tight ends coach. You're telling me that all these dudes, who had multiple opportunities to coach somewhere. It's not like nobody wanted these guys. They said, oh, yeah, I'll go to Chicago with a potential lame duck in Eberflus, and guess what? I'm coming there to fix Justin in his fourth year versus take the guy that David Shaw, the former Stanford coach, said yesterday, look, the only 10 out of 10 prospects at quarterback that I saw was Andrew Luck. He said, I love Trevor Lawrence. I thought he was really, really good. We'll see what he turns into. He goes, Caleb Williams, if he's not a 10, he's a 9.99999. So all these dudes took the bear job, and they're coming because Justin's going to figure it out in his fourth year. No chance, in my opinion. Cap, uh, they're in such a great spot, eh, with the the first overall pick, and then even their pick, because where are they sitting? There's a whole bunch. I mean, from 11, 12, and 13, Vikings, uh, Broncos, Raiders, even the Saints at 14, conceivably all of those teams could want one of those next-tier quarterbacks, whether it's Penix, whether it's Knicks. Uh, Dan's will be long gone at that point. But you get my point. Are they steadfast keeping the nine, or is that pick uh, available for the right price as well? What have you oh, heard there? That pick is absolutely available, 100%. 100%. If somebody says, okay, I'll give you X, I want number nine because they want to take whoever that person is, and you feel like 
hmm, I could still get Joe Alt, the left tackle, or I could still get uh, Brock Bowers, or I can get, uh, he's not going to be their neighbors, but maybe the other kid, Roma Dunze, is going to be there at 11. Okay, I'm going from 9 to 11. I'm getting an extra pick to do that, and I'm still getting the guy I want. Yeah, I think that's absolutely in play. Interesting. Bulls blow one last night. Boy, that was uh, the Raptors. Come on. What's this team? I mean, are they a playoff team at minimum? Do they, they still get there They in the play-in tournament? Where are you feeling kind of crystal balling things here in the back half of the year? I do not think they're a top-six team in the East. I don't believe that. Uh, and I think their, their front office is the epitome of what I have nicknamed the settlers. Hmm. They settle for mediocrity. <laughs> okay, we win tonight, and now they're back to two games under five hundred, I believe. And we won't do much at the deadline. Zach isn't on the court, so who's trading for him? Patrick Williams isn't on the court, so who's trading for him? Yeah, I think that that front office is one of the worst I've seen come through here in a very, very long time. I don't put this on the coach. Again, he'll have to wear it at some point, but this isn't Billy Donovan is underusing his roster. He doesn't have a good enough roster. It's a bad, bad mix and it's an incompetent front office, in my opinion. Hmm. Cap, uh, you have the right to change, uh, as we'll talk with you next week. We'll be closer to the Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, as are pretty cheap. Are I you? don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 there's nothing that can change your mind. You're in on the Chiefs, huh? I'm not betting against Mahomes. Yeah, I'm just not. Pretty good and theory. I listen to Alex Smith. You can find it on social media. Alex Smith said, I just think the 49ers' defense is vastly overrated. I agree. He goes, and I just don't think that he said if they win it, it's because they want it in a shootout. And Brock Purdy put up a lot of points, and he likes Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. But he said, I, "You're telling me in a shootout you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes? I don't think so." Look, I, I think Green Bay was a better team on the field <laughs> two rounds yeah. ago. I could say the Good. same last week about the Lions. Um, yeah. Oh boy, Cap, great stuff. Uh, appreciate it as always, my friend. We will talk to you in seven days, if not before. Thank you, Capper. Have a great day. Yep, see you, buddy. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors our buddy the Capman. He joins us every Wednesday at 1230, speaking on Chicago sports. And if you are in the market, if you have a project coming up, it's inside, maybe a fireplace, uh, maybe a bar downstairs, rec room, etc., or outside, you have a project inside, outside. Centurion Stone of Iowa, if you if it involves that stone veneer, you want to add a little, uh, that color pattern or combinations. Look, there's over 200 of them. You can check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com, or visit the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Trent's plays of the day, they're coming up next. It's about 1245 on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. On your side. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515-225-8866 for a free estimate or go online. Yes, heed the call. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. This floor is a mess. 
Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M Pressure Washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. An exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online at washersystems. at selectquote.com slash commercials. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale, and 866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Circus Sports sponsors Trent's play that they see Circus come out with their squares, their mm-hmm. Super Bowl squares already, going to partake this year? Yeah, I'll probably nab a couple of them, take a couple of weird shots, you know, see yeah. if you can find those 50, 60, 70 to 1 ones and throw a couple bucks here and there. Mm-hmm. Just a different way to go about it. Yep. If you've been to a Super Bowl party, get that big poster board out. You got 10 numbers going up the top. 10 down the bottom, and then whatever square you have after the quarter, you get a certain amount. So, yeah, I'll dabble a little bit. You like them as well. You're going to partake this Yeah, season? I think uh, for Cindy and I, we'll, we'll each get a few. I'll have yeah. her grab a couple and, um, you know, she, she, <laughs> Super Bowl, it's, it's the, the matchups determined. And, wow, this is going to be weird, right? How are they going to tell us who? They both wear red. I was surprised she knew that. Uh-huh. That was pretty good. Um, she's really you know, getting to this whole sports thing. Speaking of the Super Bowl, I was informed yesterday, very formative years for my daughter, who was eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the time that certainly solidified my fandom. And Ella let me know yesterday that she is officially a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Because? Bad parenting? <sighs> or, yeah, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. She's not alone. Eight-year-olds, I'm no. guessing, have uh, found their way to the Chiefs. About- I would love to get a percentage at oh, God. elementary school in Ankeny or West yep. Des Moines or wherever. Yep. What percentage of girls would consider the Kansas City Chiefs their favorite football team right now? They're their most popular team in the country. 80%? Yeah. 90%? Sure. Of that demographic? Yes. 8 to 18? It's not even close. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. And we love to talk about here regional teams, how they're kind of split, and football is about down the middle as you can find. Yep. Not right now in that demographic. No, no. When they put when you put that part of the equation, there's no doubt about it. You know, speaking of this, how about Mitch Holtis join us every week? It's that, awesome. It really is. Yeah. Really is for him to do that and make going out of his way from the from Vegas to do it again with us every day in August mm-hmm. from Chiefs training camp um, and then right on through the end of the season. It's a great relationship we have with him and the team that he covers. Oh, by the way, is pretty good. That helps. Indeed, it does. I'm not sure. There's some lean years that we had in the past. Yeah, if he was the voice of the well, the Bears over the last yeah, absolutely. Few, 
Now we're good this year, Mitch. Uh, but no, he's been, he's been great, and thank you to Papa John's, etc. Let's make some plays. Uh, Big Ten has an early game. I love that Northwestern-Purdue. Of course, Northwestern handed Purdue. Was it their first loss of the year? It was, yes. Yeah. Uh, what are you playing? I am playing that game, and I'm pay- playing payback here. Yeah, I think you should. What's the number? It's got to be big. 13. It's a big one. Uh, Going to play the 13, though, and lay it with Purdue. Payback. Not only is Purdue a completely different team at home, Northwestern is a completely different team. They are at home, maybe a top 20 team. Mm-hmm. I mean, with, with, this, mm-hmm. with some of the teams that they beat and beat convincingly, I think you could make that argument. They're completely different though when they get outside of that building. We'll lay it there. Also another early game in the SEC. I've been dabbling more in the SEC. Starting to enjoy it. Ugga. Give me Georgia plus six and a half against Alabama. This does not fall into the top ten equation we talked about, but uh, going to grab them and the points in that one. You and I, the uncertainty of Bowen Born. Bradley's playing great basketball right now. I'm going to lay the seven with the Braves tonight against the Panthers. Adam Menacher talked me into it. I, I de- dove a little bit deeper into Valpo. He's right; they're playing better. I'm going to grab the twenty and a half that Jeez, you can get a right big now. Number. Uh, that's at the crazy. Going to grab the big number there with Valpo and finish it up. Oh, I love this one. Late night, ten o'clock. Santa tip. Clara, St. Mary's. <laughs> you know exactly where I was going. ESPNU <laughs> has it as we go to Moraga. Give me Santa Clara getting fourteen and a half in that weird little gym that they play in. All right, that will do it for us. Uh, Frank Schwab is going to join us tomorrow from Yahoo Sports. Bill Seals doesn't know it yet, but hopefully he's going to be part of the program tomorrow on Iowa State. We'll get a Hawkeye voice as well. Uh, Murph and Andy are next. The Drive with Heather and Sean, 3 until 6. Of course, every day starts off with the morning rush at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. I know.